we believe life is precious. This is it. We've got one shot at this. It's on us to live life to the fullest, to maximize what we've been given and play the game of life at our full potential. Are you living up to your potential? Are you frustrated that despite your best intentions, you just can't seem to make the changes needed to take things to the next level so you can impact your career, relationships, and health? If this is hitting home, you're in the right place. Our mission is to open the door to the exceptional life by showing you how to play the game of life at a higher level. So you're playing at your full potential rather than at a fraction as most people do. We'll share the one thing that once we learned it, our lives were transformed. And once you learn it, watch what happens. Welcome to Think It Be It, the podcast. I'm Kelly Hatfield. Hey, and I'm John Mitchell. So here's the topic today, Kelly. Listening to your visualization rather than reading it. Now, I know you're really the expert at, at listening to it when you first learned it. Why don't you explain how, how you, you did it initially and how you s- still do it today? Yeah, well, first off, let me say, by I absolutely started out by reading it. Like the whole process of going through that, reading it on a daily basis, first thing in the morning, I mean, that was foundational. But what I found, and it's the type of learner that I am too. So I knew that I am an auditory learner. And so I thought, well, gosh, and this was just something that came to me because I, again, I know how I learn. And um, so I thought, well, I wonder if I record my visualization in my voice, you know, and record it myself with the intention behind the certain words and the enthusiasm between mm-hmm. behind the vision and everything, what kind of outcomes or if I could improve my outcomes. And then also, too, I could, you know, for convenience piece, I could shorten the time, you know, a little bit by speeding up the you know, so there was a couple of different things, but it was right. Let me be clear about the fact that definitely for the first several months, if not year, um, I didn't tack this on. You know, it was me reading it, and then I just kind of had one of those moments where I'm like, "What did you report it?" You know, and then that way, not only am I reading it, but I'm also hearing it. You know, in my voice while I'm on the treadmill, and then right. I'm in forward motion, or I'm out on my walk, or I'm stretching. You know, it's activating another part. My another part of my brain is activated while I'm hearing, you know, uh, myself and my visualization, um, saying my visualization. And so that's where it was born for me was an experiment. What if I listened to it too in my own voice? And then the process too of reading it out loud while for recording also was like helped with the refinement process. Yeah, where I was like, oh, that's a little sticky or. I don't know whether like I'm not getting a lot of um, emphasis behind this. Maybe it's because I'm not as connected to it. What if I reworded it? So there were many different kind of angles that I took recording it in my own voice and why I did it. But I've had tremendous, you know, results. And I think because of the way I learned, hearing it too was instrumental for me with that. Right, right. Well, you know, I've always thought it was a great idea, and but I couldn't do it. Because I change my visualization so often, like typically something once a week, that I didn't want to go, you know, it, it was so hard to, if you record it like you were doing it, and and then going in and having to do the, you know, re-record the whole thing because maybe I have 
changed a word or a sentence. And and so, yeah, and I, again, I've been doing this what, for almost 20 years, but just recently I get turned on to Speechify, which will take any document you have and will read it back to you. And what's really cool is using AI, they can do it in your voice. And so, and as I've, uh, I don't think I've showed this to you yet, but I've created an app for Think It Be It, and which, you know, the app provides, you know, reminders like reminder to do your tracking every Sunday and reminder to set up your personal growth for the week and, you know, reminder for your thinking time sessions. So, you know, it, it does the reminders and the tracking and it also uh, now facilitates listing. You know, basically this part in the app will you press a button, it goes straight into Speechify. But it's super easy to change the document, you know, without, you know, all the hassles that I used to go through. And I am, I, I mean, I've been blown away by how cool it is because now after I get up and, and, you know, go to the bathroom, come back to the, to the bed, to, I just put on my headphones and listen to my visualization in my own voice. And it is just so cool. And it's like you alluded to, it's, it's different than reading it. Yeah, the, the subconscious mind only responds to repetition, but it'll, re, it'll respond to listening as well as reading. And, and I know that it, and I don't know technically the difference, but the fact that it is different is good. It just broadens the impact, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. And again, I think, too, if you're, depending on what type of learner you are, and if you're an auditory person, which I am, you know, I'm kind of a mix, but auditory is definitely one of the ways that I, that I learn. It just, it took it to another level. The repetition piece took it to another level. When I hear it, and my now, like, I literally hear it as a voice in my, uh, you know what I mean? I'm listening to it. So it's, yeah, it really helped me speed up the time to seed that into my subconscious because of just the way my, my brain works. Again, I don't know the science behind it for, you know, everybody. I just know myself well. And again, it was, it was a test of one from a science standpoint. I thought, oh, you know, I wonder if this would, you know, enhance the visualization and absolutely did. Because the other thing too, is when I'm hearing it in my voice, I'm visualizing the actual action happening. Um, yeah. You know, the the life that I'm talking about uh, built, like I'm actually creating a movie in my mind while I'm listening to it. And so, yeah, it's just really interesting. I could see how adding it to a meditation, like how you were saying, you lay back down with your head on and you're kind of breathing and listening to your visualization. I could right. see, again, I think you're in a different wavelength, like your right. brain is in a different wavelength to receive that too. So anyway, yeah, it works really great. I love it. It enhanced the experience for me tremendously and the results. And, and you know, I noticed that, that it's, it surprised me that to listen to my visualization takes 10 minutes and 30 seconds. Whereas, you know, we talk about the 12 minute a day technique. Well, you know, the reality is 12 minutes could really be 14 minutes or 15 minutes. And, and you know, I'm probably, 
I probably have mine just jam-packed with more so than than most of our clients. But it's cool that you know you can shorten it to ten and a half minutes, and you know you don't lose a thing. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I'd say it's it's interesting. I was listening to the uh, the intro to our podcast. We talk about once we learn the one thing. Well, that that one thing, just for the audience's edification, is that 95% of your daily uh, thoughts and actions are unconscious. And, you know, once I got that through my thick head, boy, my life totally changed. And I know it did with you, too. But I want to connect the dots for everybody and, and try and make this even simpler than maybe maybe we've explained it in the past, in that just think about that. If if 95% of your daily thoughts and actions are unconscious, then your subconscious mind controls your life, right? Because your actions determine your success in life. Therefore, if 95% of them are unconscious, then the way most people are doing life is not having control of that very thing that's that's determined their success. They're just getting up, hoping for the best. They're wired for survival, so they're fear-based and reactive. Here we go on another day. Let me be fear-based. Let me be reactive. And, and they are not doing anything to take control of those unconscious daily actions. And, you know, it's so amazingly simple to me now, as I look at this and see, well, sure, if you if you feed the succinct articulation of your life to yourself each day, you know, exactly the person you want to be, what you want to accomplish, and how you're going to accomplish your goals, of course, it's going to influence your, your daily actions, whether you're reading it or listening to it. And, and you know, then as, as everybody that's doing this sees... It, the right actions happen automatically without thinking. And, you know, as we were talking before we went went on here a minute ago, we were talking about how friggin' different you and me are from everybody else, you know? And I, I mean, I'm not, I don't know if I think that, well, I think it's a good thing personally, but, you know, we have this inclination to think that everybody's like we are, Right. And that's why I'm like, I look at Think It Be It, and I'm like, this is so simple, it freaking hurts. And, you know, it's not John's magic formula. Heck, it's the uh, central concept of the top book of the world on success, Thinking Real Rich. Yet, you know, 98% of people just aren't going to get it. And, you know, it's, it, it's always, this has always been, until the last couple of years, it's been frustrating to me that, that it can be so life-changing, yet only 2% of the people get it. And and really, in the last two years, I'm like, screw it. Love the 2%. Love the 2%. <laughs> I've got something that'll change your life. Other 98%, good luck. I hate to be that, that blunt, but you, you think that's terrible? No, it's not terrible. I think, you know, what's just so interesting in what you talked about with that 95% and when you start to understand too what that 95% that unconscious you know subconscious that that autopilot and what that's made up of is 
your beliefs that you have started, that over the years you've acquired certain beliefs, certain stories about yourself, habits, those kinds of things make up that subconscious that, uh, you know, that your belief system impacts your your, um, thoughts, your thoughts impact your emotions, Mm -hmm. your emotion, you know, so unless you are doing something, you know, especially now, I mean, just with all of the different input that we're getting is, is negative, you know, and you've got these stories about yourself. And a lot of the time we don't even understand what those stories are. You know, you've got to listen to those voices and kind of understand what that narrative is. You know, maybe it's like, oh, things never work out for me or whatever. Well, then that's a belief system. Now you've got thoughts that are aligned with that, that create emotion, which is negative. You know, so like your subconscious isn't designed and setting you up for success. You got to do something active like this method, you know, to to install your new beliefs. Like what would I have to believe about myself? Yeah. get to the next, you know, level or to achieve this or to do this in life. And and then that, again, your beliefs start to inform your your thoughts, your emotions, and so on and so forth. But until I understood that, like how the brain worked, why repetition and installing new understanding, like that these stories, your subconscious, it serves you in many ways. It's a good thing. Like your brain has a lot of work to do. But it, it it's not setting you up for success. That you've got to, you know, um, be very proactive about what you're feeding it, and that with that repetition to start to get the different results in life. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Right. You know, I'd say it's it's interesting from teaching. I think it be it. It's I'm I feel like I'm almost like a auto mechanic. I'm and I'm looking at at you know opening up the hood and. And, and looking at the subconscious mind, I'm like, wow, this thing's really screwed up, you know, and on one hand. And I'm like, but, you know, it's so friggin' easy to fix this. You know, yes, it's screwed up, but here's the here's what I need to do to, to fix it. And if they'll do this for three weeks, then the subconscious mind's going to embrace this new w- way of thinking, the, these new beliefs. Mm-hmm. And, and... And suddenly their life is radically changed. And, you know, I think one of the fundamental problems that that most people have is that they have the false belief that they control their daily actions. And, and you know, they they don't. And, and that's why, as I sort of teach Think It Be It to, to people, uh, I, I just don't expect them to blindly accept that 95% of their daily thoughts and actions are unconscious. And, and I just did this like last week with this group. I made them all go on their computer and key it into Google. What percentage of my daily thoughts and actions are unconscious? And, and you know, when they see it in big dark letters, I got to think it's way more p- impactful than me just saying it. Don't you think? Right. Well, when you see, uh, when you do that too, you see all of the research behind it. I mean, like right. tons of research. It's not, I mean, like, you know, be careful about what you find on the internet, but like the 95%, like there are tons of research backed, you know, studies, articles, peer reviewed that talk about the very fact that of what we're talking about, 95%. Some say that it's, it's as much as 97% and only 5% right. of what you do is, is conscious, you know, but yeah, I mean, there is tons of research on the, that proves the fact that 
you know, 95% of our thoughts, at least, are subconscious. Right. You know, it sort of gets back to this thing that we were talking about a minute ago about how you and I and some of our, I guess, virtually all of our think it be a clients are different than everybody else because you know when 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 I talk to people in general and you talk about controlling your thoughts I mean it's so far over their head and they just don't have any interest in it you know and but, but that's that's the America we live in today is is you know pretty shallow thinking and and just not sort of big picture of thinking about how do I create success in my life. And so the older I get, the more I'm like, wow, this is this is interesting. It's so simple, yet only a small segment of the population really gets it. But but I also see when you talk to that segment of the population, they get it immediately. You yeah. know, because it's not very complex. They just they're already predisposed to getting it, you know, like like we just had a new client a couple of months ago that just is great, Steve's his name, and, and you know, he was telling me, he says, as soon as I heard what you're talking about, it all came together. It all makes sense. All these things that I have heard for years, it all made sense. And so I see that, you know, it's um, it really is a product for the 2%. And uh, so after 10 years now, I've growing to appreciate that. <laughs> no, absolutely. But man, it's such a, it really is such a game changer. And I think we've talked about this before where at, you've got to be, re- I, I think you have to be at a place where you're ready to hear it because yeah, like, like you've talked about, like we live in this world of such distraction where people anesthetize themselves from all the problems in the world by, you know, streaming, video games, all of the different, you know what I mean? social media, all of those things that, you know, that subconscious that we're talking about, that 95% gets so ingrained, those habits become so ingrained that it's hard to to break out of that or, or um, even be in a place where you're ready to hear some of this because you're in that, you're right in the middle of it. So what right. I mean to when we're talking about 2% is it's just interesting that when this shows up at a time in your life when you're ready to hear it. Yeah. You're just so fed up. You're in so much pain for whatever reason, and you're ready for your life to be significantly different than where it is today, that you're where you're ready for this. So I don't know whether 2% or whether it's just, you know, being in a place in your life where you're ready to hear this and ready to make, to, to, you know what I mean? Where I'm going. Oh yeah. You know, I, I think you're you're so right. I've thought about this a lot. Is it largely it's it's a timing thing in your life. You know, I discovered this when I was fifty. Yeah. Well, what could be better timing? You know, I had a, a good life, but not a great life. And I you know, I was just sick of the, the, the good life. And so it was purely a timing thing. You know, that's why it's interesting as I teach this to seniors in college that are athletes, you know, when I go to them and say, hey, you know, I got a way for you to create the exceptional life rather than the average life, and it takes 12 minutes a day, and we're applying the central concept of the top book of the world on success to your life, they're like, I'm all in. Are you kidding me? 12 minutes a day? I'm, <laughs> I, I've, yes, I'm in. Sign me up. 
Whereas you make the same exact pitch to people in their 30s and 40s, 98% of them are going to look for reasons why, well, I don't know. I, you know, only 2% are going to be enthusiastic about it. And, and, you know, I've, I've often thought lately, what is it about life that just beats people down? There's something in life that is beating people down. And, you know, I think I told you about this when I was in college, you know, after, after a lousy first semester, you know, I got my eighth together and uh, started making straight A's. And so I got a degree in accounting and uh, got my CPA and, and the University of Texas was one of the top three accounting schools in the country. And as nerdy as this is, I was uh, in the accounting honor fraternity. And, and you know, if, if you were in the accounting honor fraternity, you know, everybody knew that we were going to get an A. So we would compete to see who got the highest A. So we made the teacher tell us where they write the A's. <laughs> and so, you know, and I thought that all those people around me were really sharp. And, you know, but, well, you know, what do you know at, at 21, you know? Well, what I see, uh, candidly, is they're not that sharp. Because if you looked at all the people that I graduated with that were in my accounting, you know, uh, classes and were in the accounting honor fraternity, I'm telling you that they would, 90, the, the vast majority would have what we would call an average life. They would be they would be overweight. They would not be financially secure. Most wouldn't be happy. You know, I mean, that's just the average life. You know, I find it fascinating that back then, again, I thought they were that I was no better or no worse than than they were. But I see that that in college. It's very linear, you know. Success in college is very linear in that, in that you go to class, you take notes, you regurgitate it back to the professor. All very linear, and so you can excel in that environment and fall flat on your face when you get in the real world because the real world is not linear, and it takes you know having, you know, creating habits and skills that, you know, allow you to prosper in the real world. And that's why it shakes out the way it does, that that all those people are not going to be prospering because they can't make that transition to the real world. And I just found that, find that whole thing very interesting. Yeah, no, very interesting. I think when you're, you know, real quick, and I know we need to wrap up, but when we're talking about kids, you know, young adults that are moving into the real world too. You know, I know we talked about this a little bit before you said what happens, like life beats you down. You know, what I think that's totally why, you know, when you're talking to people who are older, and again, you know, when we were talking about that subconscious and it's made up of our beliefs, our stories, are like the longer you've been at life, the more, you know, you the more stories and more your belief system has started to get formed. You know, if you've fallen into a victim type of belief system, then that's the lens you're looking at everything through. And so, you know what I mean? So you could yeah. see where, why some people thrive and and some don't. And 
back to what we were talking about with that subconscious is, is, you know, you can either get it working for you, but it certainly is not designed, you know, for your success. It's, it's a, a beautiful and elegant thing your brain is, and it's designed that way for a reason. It's going to keep you alive and keep all right. the systems working. It's supposed to be on autopilot on a lot of things, but not the things that translate to everyday success and achieving and getting that exceptional life that you want. You've got to program those things in and overcome some of that programming that's not serving you. Right. I mean, it, the, the essence of what you just said is is that we are not wired for success. We're wired for survival. And, you yeah. know, if you just get that one thing and, you know, it's, it's interesting as we wrap this up, you know, I'm thinking every episode we ought to uh, come up with the top maybe three takeaways. And so for this episode, I, that may be the, the first takeaway is that, hey, we are not wired to be successful. We're wired to survive when that's why we're fear-based and reactive. And if you want to be successful, you got to reprogram that subconscious mind because that's what's controlling your life. So that'd be the first takeaway. The second takeaway maybe would be the power of uh, listening to your visualization versus or reading your visualization. It's totally, totally cool. And then the third one is, again, as you put your head on the pillow tonight, just think about the significance that 95% of your daily thoughts and actions are unconscious. Just think about how that plays out in, in your life. Because once you get that, everything changes. Amen. Okay. Amen, brother. Preach. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, until next time, we will see you. Thanks for listening today. If you've had your own aha moment from today's episode, send me or John an email. We'd love to share your epiphany with our audience. So email us at kelly at thinkitbeit.com or john at thinkitbeit.com. In the meantime, live the exceptional life. <laughs>